Hello and welcome back to the View Church Podcast. In this episode, we sit down and uh, talk with Jeff and George on uh, the update. There has been a few things that have happened since the first time we recorded our episode. And guys, we were talking about this um, before uh, we recorded, and uh, it I think it was March when we sat down to record. And I remember, I have to say this, I was hoping to actually grab the audio file on this, but I remember uh, at the very end, uh, Jeff said something in, in the effect of, we will be open and ready barring the apocalypse. And I don't think it's the apocalypse, but I certainly feel we like came close. it came really close. So potentially Jeff's prophecy um, uh, potentially came true. And it was funny because, guys, we were, um, when we were talking about in the first episode, you were already excited because there had been some delays that had happened with some of the buildings. And so really what this, ep- uh, this episode is about is not only talking about um, kind of where things stand, but, I mean, it has been months since we've been able to come together. These are, uh, we just did an episode with the elders and everybody sitting around with masks. You know, we've got our six feet of space. And so if you could time jump us from the first recording to where we sit now, you would be, you would be wondering what in the world took place. And so we're in a massive historical event. And um, so a lot's happened. And I think that we should, um, I'd like to get y'all's input um, from a personal perspective. And that's probably the best place to start is um, personally, what has this been like for you um, since we last sat down to record to when we're sitting down um, today? What has it been like for you personally to go through this? George, why don't you start? Um, For me, it's been deepening and growing in what it means to fall in love with what wants to happen. Um, because often what you hope for and plan in a pandemic uh, is shifting and changing quite a bit. So um, for me, it's been uh, just opening my heart to embrace every day, every twist and turn, and to uh, feel the disappointment, uh, mostly of just being distanced from people. Mm. You know, we're starting a church because we want together with people and um we're not able to do that in the ways that um our hearts long to do but uh you know we're finding other ways through zoom through connecting on social media and and just making the best of what we can do but uh yeah it's 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 frustrating mm. um but uh so much gratitude for uh the way that it affects me personally right um you know, it doesn't affect my health or, you know, the well-being of my family right. in any way. So uh, for me, really, the biggest struggle has been just that we haven't been able to start the church like right. we had hoped. Yeah. And I know as um, as both of you guys, when you get into the, the it's it's a people business. It, it And it's not just a, it is being with people. And that is like the context of what gives you joy, what feeds you energy, what creates uh, the the uh, the pulse of a church is people getting together. So um, I can imagine as a pastor and someone that is so excited to get started, having that lack of energy has been difficult because um, I know you both get a lot of energy out of being around um, other people. Jeff, what has it been like for you? It's been like nothing I've ever experienced before in my life. Mm. The uh, disruption of normalcy, of routine, the loss of what we perceive as being a little bit of control over our world and our environment. Mm. Um, 
the economy, the, the, the people that have lost their jobs, especially in this city in the entertainment business. Mm. Um, you know, I have a good friend that's a, that's a, a traveling musician who plays with a, a well-known country band and just talking to him about what his life's been like through all this. Watching my 10-year-old, or at the time, 9-year-old turn 10, uh, having his birthday party with cars driving through the neighborhood honking mm. and holding out happy birthday signs. Mm. Um, grieving the fact that he does, didn't get a 10th birthday party. Mm. Uh, helping him navigate all the changes that, that you know, he's had to go through mm. in this. Uh, experiencing my wife working from home, mm. uh, listening to her phone calls and, and, you know, in her work, she's, uh, for, for weeks, it was damage control over, mm. over the pandemic, yeah. how to get everybody working from home. Oh man. Uh, you know, what to do about fall, uh, about positive tests right. uh, at their various locations around the country. And then just experiencing that and saying, what the heck is this? Mm. Like, what is this moment? Mm. And yet seeing so many wonderful opportunities spring up mm. as a result, mm. um, people having to sit down at the table and look at each other and have conversations. Mm. Um, you know, people having to navigate problems they've never had to navigate before. Mm. And obviously the challenges for our church have been, um, you know, we, we haven't escaped any of it. Right. Um, churches not being able to meet in person um you know the only difference between us and the other churches that we hadn't started meeting in person right, yet, and, right. and this disrupted uh, our, our timing but uh, and yeah of course dealing with the ups and downs and the frustrations and the you know hey we're we're going into phase three next week maybe we can start meeting and mm. then we go back into phase two and, right and having so many false starts and experiencing the frustration in that but but i think that in many ways this pandemic has um, opened our eyes to the areas in our lives where we've uh, needed to rearrange some priorities. Mm. And, um, you know, whether it be what we spend our money on mm. or how we spend our time or, uh, you know, even, even coming face to face with our own anxiety mm. uh, and, and, um, and depression, mm. you know, in this time has been... Um, it's been poignant. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think, um, a big part of what you just said is really true. I've had so many people tell me that because of the, the lack of commuting, a lot of people like I have a friend that lives in Georgia that was spending an hour and a half a day uh, in the car and you know, now he's at home. And for the first part of it, um, I think that's also been the interesting aspect of this is the, is the violent mood swings, because I know early on he was just overjoyed. He's like, I got a, I got a daughter at home. I, I got to see her walk, would not have been able to see her walk. Now you talk to him and <laughs> he's ready to leave. So yeah. it's, it's, um, and I, and I know that I think that, uh, part of what I want to turn to is as pastors, people look to you for answers, but what you have to do in your own inner spiritual world is make sense of your own inner spiritual world. And so, um, what's that been like, George, for you? What, uh, what, what, uh, nourishment, what, what are some things that you've been able to do that has connected you and grounded you, whether it's meditations or books or walks or, um, what are some of the things that, that you've learned about yourself through this, uh, personal spirit pers experiencing this personally as a spiritual person? What has that been like? And then what's kind of come to the aid, um, during this process? 
I found myself as just a human being, um, mm-hmm. not knowing what or how to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and that became something that I began to pay attention to. It was like, it got harder to pray or mm-hmm. to know exactly how to pray. Mm-hmm. And um, at first that was a difficult thing to admit as a pastor because <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to be the one that you right. know, prays everyone through it, right. including yourself. But mm-hmm. um, I learned through this process uh, um, that um, that was nothing to be ashamed of, that mm-hmm. that was perfectly normal. And so I saw it, there was an image that I saw that um, really began to move my heart in in a healthy direction in the midst of not knowing what or how to pray. And it was a, a, an image of a red poppy flower that was growing next to a bomb crater. Mm. And uh, it moved me so deeply that out of destruction or out of something that, you know, didn't seem to belong, um, there was this beautiful good thing that was arising out of the mess. Mm. And it, it moved me very deeply. And um, I began to read the Lord's Prayer. And Jeff and I began to talk about it. And we began to ask questions. Not only is this something that could move us mm. individually through this personally, mm. and is there some way that we could engage with this prayer that would move all of us upward and forward? Mm. And so uh, uh, that prayer has been working on me. Mm. And um, it's kind of been my go-to the last six weeks. And mm. um, I must say, it's 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 given me strength. It's mm. um, it's helped me see things that I wouldn't have otherwise seen. And so, to ask, to answer your question, yeah, um, that's really what I've been engaging with. And, and that prayer, it's not that I pray it every day or read yeah. it every day, <clears throat> but every day there's a line out of it that mm. is is moving my heart and um, I'm growing in and it's, 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 it's helping and it's helping to guide me through it. Yeah. And I want to, I want to come back to that. I'm glad mm-hmm. you talked about that. Cause that's kind of what we wanted to close out with is what specific parts of it have resonated. And um, it's, it, it is this in, interesting thing as a, as a pastor and a communicator is so oftentimes what's the, what you're experiencing ends up being the channel that you communicate back to people, which inevitably, but it, it takes honesty and vulnerability for you to sit there and say, I don't know what to pray. You know, I think everybody's kind of experienced the first few months of this where you're like, I've got this, I can rearrange. And then it just keeps stripping things away from you and creating more disorder where the old tricks don't work anymore. And when the old tricks don't work anymore, you're really forced to lean in and, and, and go a little deeper. So Jeff, same question for you. Um, just as a person that's walking this earth as a spiritual being, um, what, what is, what has it been like for you? What is some of the things that, um, you've been surprised by and then some of the things that have helped you as well? Certainly you use the, you use the term spiritual being. I think that sometimes we lose sight of that fact mm. that, that we are at our core, we're spiritual. Mm. And sometimes when something happens that causes us to feel like we don't have control, mm we come back to our mortality and we come back to the fact that we are spiritual. Mm. And I think that uh, for a lot of people, especially the statistically early on in the pandemic, um, church at, virtual church attendance was through the roof. Mm. People, people were watching church services online who did not attend church uh, before the pandemic. And, you know, we see, we saw this happen with, with Gulf war one and Gulf war two, where uh, when the, when the war started and, and people, thought about mortality and they thought about 
our soldiers being overseas and and it just really brought people back to this to the core of their own spirituality and mm. i think uh stuff like this has a way of doing that and so when you when you think about what to pray I grew up Southern Baptist, mm-hmm. and for, for me, uh, uh, prayer was uh, giving a speech to God. Mm. And after my speech was over, <laughs> I would sit there for a minute and wait to see if anything else happened. Yeah. Like, you know, okay, now God's God's turn to talk. Mm. And um, and I think during this pandemic, my prayer has been more ritualized. Mm. It's been more uh, it's been more liturgical. Mm. And so that's where prayers like the Lord's Prayer. Uh, have really have really helped anchor me because I have to admit I don't even know if what I'm praying is is something that God really wants to hear mm, sometimes yeah you know? right and uh, you know <laughs> does does God want to hear my lament well right. sure I mean God's not going to be mad at me because I lament but right. but um, you get tired of praying the same stuff mm. and um, you know, there was an old old saying that I grew up with in, in my church. I heard a lot is that, you know, I don't feel like my prayers are getting past the ceiling kind mm. of thing. And I have found that these repetitive prayers, oddly, have, mm. have really anchored me. So uh, another prayer I've prayed a lot is, Spirit of Christ, have mercy on me. Mm. And just that one sentence repeated over and over and over again has just been surprisingly and wonderfully um, peace giving and life giving mm. uh, in this time. So, so uh, I have found a lot of uh, comfort and, and, and solace in mm. that it's really the orientation of my heart that matters a lot more than the content of my prayer. Mm. And so when I'm not thinking so much about all of the things I want to say to God, and I'm really just focusing on orienting my heart toward God mm. and resting in God's presence, that's what prayer is. Mm-hmm. Prayer is resting. Mm. Resting in God's presence has been uh, a transforming experience for me. Mm. That's beautiful. And I think that it reminds me of, um, uh, George, you introduced me to Martha Beck, who's a spiritual writer and life coach. She says, she calls it wordlessness. And I think that if, if there's anything that I absolutely um, just feel so connected with what you just said, it is... Um, especially when things are chaotic, your mind is just on overdrive. And it is these simple one-liners that almost kind of give it something to kind of think about, but also you're, you're doing it even more from a spiritual level. You're actually, you're still praying, even though you're, you're giving yourself something to do instead of thinking about all the many problems that you have to solve. And I just think that that's a beautiful place to sit in and then to to think that prayer isn't to get me out of this right because I think that was my prayer for for quite a bit of time was just get me out of here like this this is this something's got to change and so I really appreciate that so kind of coming back to both of you guys mentioned the Lord's Prayer um, Jeff why don't you um, talk a little bit about um, what that's been like what specifically about the Lord's Prayer um, has been helpful to you that may be helpful uh, to other people who maybe it's not really revisited that much if we're honest, like we don't really talk a lot about um, the Lord's prayer. And so it's interesting that that both came up for both of you guys. So what was that? What was that like for you? And what are you, what are you getting from um, the Lord's prayer? Well, here's your really uh, expensive, fancy sounding theological (laughs) word for the day. Yeah. uh, Eschatological. Ooh, that's a good Um, one. Really. It just, it's just referring to last things. So, so 
the, the eschatological nature of the Lord's Prayer is often overlooked. Mm. And so I'll give, I'll give an example, uh, several examples. Um, what does that word mean for those who don't go to divinity school? So, it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, eschatology is, the, is last things, or the study of last things. Okay. So, so think of it in a sense of end times, but not in the way where we're trying to predict I see. the end of the world. I see. The eschaton is really the reign of God into the future mm. and all, all the way into eternity. So mm. when we think about eschatology, we're really thinking about how God's reign looks. Mm. Um, forever Mm. and so you know when the lord's prayer says thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven it's there there, there's an economy in heaven there's a way things operate in heaven Mm. and so when we say god we want your kingdom and your will to look like on earth like it already looks in heaven Mm. there's a in, in, in essence, we're praying for the kingdom of God to, to come to earth. Mm. And we often talk about, well, when we go to heaven or when we die, we're going to go to heaven. We don't often think about, but when we're alive, we want heaven to be here. Yeah, right. right? So we're living in this, in this, I, I, in, in theology, we call it the tension between already and not yet. Mm. It's like, is the kingdom of God coming? Yes and no. Mm. In other words, it's, it's, as a Christian, one of my responsibilities is to live the reign of God mm. now as it's being lived and will be continued to live, uh, live out in heaven. Mm. And it's captured in the, in the part of the prayer that says, give us this day our daily bread. And in Greek, that's, that's redundant. It's, it's, in a sense, it's give me today my bread for tomorrow. Mm. Now, why would you pray that prayer when just verses before we're told not to worry about you know, what's coming tomorrow. Don't worry mm. about what you're going to eat or drink or wear. God's going to take care of you. Mm. So it would seem odd to pray for something that we're not supposed to worry about. Mm-hmm. Give me my bread today for tomorrow. Mm. But if you think of it from, a, um, from the point of view of eschatology, it's praying for a taste of something to come mm. right now. Mm. So God, give me a taste of, of your reign. Give me a taste of heaven mm. right now so that it sustains me, so that it keeps me uh, moving, so that it keeps me motivated to love people and go, you know what, this, this is a rotten reality we're living in. It's challenging, mm-hmm. but here's a taste of something. Here's a taste of a reality that's yet to come mm. that we can instantiate right now. Mm. And so those things are uh, were really refreshing to me in, in the Lord's Prayer because it, rem- it reminds us in the middle of something that really stinks mm. and that's really challenging that even in this, we can exist in such a way with each other mm. that points toward a heavenly reality that, mm. that we're not there yet, but we're going to get there. Mm. That is really powerful. George, you know, you were talking earlier about, you know, sharing. It's interesting that you guys, you know, obviously you're close friends, you know, and pastors, co-pastors together, but also fellow spiritual travelers. So, you know, kind of sharing what where you are is, is a really uh, a powerful thing to have as a, as a co-pastor to really go after things and then share that from a very real place. So what is it, what, what specifically about the the Lord's prayer has been uh, helpful for you? Um, Something that both you and Jeff uh, referred to, Um, Jeff, you referred to, you know, a prayer, just be reciting our frustration to God. And Jake, you mentioned, uh, God, just get me out of this. Mm. Um, Practically this prayer has become holy space to, uh, of course, re- recite our pain and our frustration and right. God deliver us out of it. But even beyond that, it's, um, God, 
what can I become in the midst of this? Mm. Like this prayer creates holy space, uh, not just to get us out of it, but in the midst of it, when we're not being delivered out of it, what are we becoming? Mm. What's happening to our hearts? You know, what are our lives given themselves to? And so that has been one of the most meaningful things of this is that I see this prayer as a cathedral you walk Mm. into and it's holy space and it opens your heart in such a way that it's not reciting your frustration to God, but it's opening your heart and going, God, work on me. Mm. Make me the person that you want me to be. And so uh, if it's going to be difficult and, and, and <laughs> um, it's going to involve work to get through this pandemic, why not you know, do the difficult work of allowing God to make our hearts what he wants them to become so mm. that in the midst of all the frustrating things that you know, there could be this blooming of something beautiful in our lives. Mm. There, in the midst of all the things that frustrate us and discourage us, that we're finding joy mm. and in some of the the most simplest things. So the prayer for me, that's that's what it does, is it creates this holy space mm. for God to work. And I just we bring our heart in this prayer, and I've been surprised that it doesn't take a whole lot of effort for to find a spot within you that, mm. and, and the beautiful thing about it is that it's not uh, like Jeff today, uh, we were talking about um, uh, forgiveness mm. and offering people forgiveness. Mm. And the beautiful thing about this holy space is that um, <laughs> there, there is a, a love that guides us in it that it doesn't feel like you're being beat down. It doesn't, uh, there's not a sense of, you know, I have sinned and I should beat myself with the Bible. There's a sense of there's something better um, for me to experience. There's something uh, more beautiful and better for my heart to open up to that makes this human experience even beautiful and good in the midst of all that's going on around us. So, um, yeah, the the prayer for me is it creates holy space for my heart to grow more and more into what God desires it be. And not just so, you know, God could have his way with me, but so that I can enjoy this whole experience more. Mm, that's really powerful. And I, I, I think that, you know, even just hearing that, it, it helps me because it reminds me of the, sim- the simplistic nature of um, prayer. I mean, it's like, we, it's like when you talked about earlier, it's like, you know, you're, you're petitioning, you're doing a speech and all these things. And the reminder that sometimes you've already been given, right? It's like, teach me how to pray. It's like, well, here it is. There's the Lord's prayer. So it's beautiful that you both got out of that. And I think that um, just to, I don't think I'm going to ask Jeff this question because it didn't go well last time. So I would like to ask you, George, uh, just an update on, you know, where, uh, as we, as we cast out, let's look at the last quarter. So we're recording this in August. So let's talk about the last few months, some of your hopes, some of your, your, your hopes that, uh, uh, what, what, what people can, how they can connect with you. So let's say, you know, all of it. So you, you don't know. So that, I'm not asking you the question of predict the future. I'm asking you, uh, what are some of the things that you guys will be doing over the next few months, uh, in lieu of opening? And if you can't open all that kind of stuff, but kind of what's the, and of course I'll ask Jeff, I was yeah. just hoping we don't, we avoid the pop apocalypse again. So, um, so, yeah, what are some of the things that uh, you guys are, are planning right now? I think the first thing is, is Jeff and I are accessible to, yeah. to talk with people, to uh, email. 
Um, so if someone's listening, you're going through something and just need a spiritual friend, um, mm-hmm. you know, we want to be accessible to people to be of encouragement. So uh, you can find that on our website, viewchurch.org. Um, we have a, a View Church Facebook group um, that you can connect to, which would give you updates, but also just ways that, you know, we, Jeff and I could be available to connect with you and others within our community. It's not just Jeff and I. But really, it's it's about accessibility first and foremost. We're Zooming every Sunday, mm. and um, that certainly, you know, showing up on a video screen is 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 intimate. It's not for everybody, but sure. um, we're just trying to find ways that we can be of encouragement and help yeah. guide people through it. And then just, uh, uh, you know, uh, long term, even though we can't predict it, we're waiting. Our we want to start here in the Ford Ice where we're recording the yeah. Ford Ice Center right now. That's we're right. recording this and. We're waiting for them to move to phase three that we'd be able to at least meet with 50 people in this space. Okay. So when uh, the Ford Ice and our um, our metro uh, community moves toward that, then you know we'll, we'll we'll be ready to begin meeting in this space. And of course, we would have to do it with social distancing. Sure. And uh, probably you'd have to reserve your space before you showed up on Sunday. But that's what we're waiting on. And in the meantime, just accessibility to be yeah. available to love, to pray, to, to be of encouragement to people any way we can. Yeah. Jeff, uh, if there's anything that you, whether they listen to this now or they listen to it two months from now, um, similar to what George said, is there anything that, that you want to say, um, as, as the co-pastor in regards to, um, what you hope people can still experience through all of this? What, how can they still be, um, feel like they're a part of the community, feel like, um, there's, they're, without going to church, you know, what are some of your hopes and ambitions over these, these next unknown months um, that you hope that, that people can experience with you guys? Everything that George said, um, accessibility, um, I, I would probably say, even though you may be a little unsure about experiencing church via a Zoom call, mm-hmm. to take, take a risk and do it. Yeah. Uh, the, the worst, uh, you know, if, if, if you get on and you just, it's just too scary for you, you can just hang up. Yeah. You don't have to show your face. You can turn your camera off. You can mute your microphone and just listen. Yeah. Um, so I would encourage if you haven't experienced, uh, that yet to, to experience it. And, uh, every week we post our, the zoom link on our Facebook page. And uh, if you're not on Facebook, we can uh, we can email it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you'll reach out to us via email, it's Jeff at viewchurch.org or George at viewchurch.org. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to to include you and send you a link every week to that to that Zoom experience because it really has has been very meaningful. Yeah, uh, for the people who uh, have been part of it. Um, and then we're just looking forward to being back in person yeah. and whenever uh, the uh, metro government and the board of health uh, says it's okay for us to progress to phase three yeah then uh, very soon after that we will uh, begin to organize and and to conduct uh, regular worship services mm. and um, you know we're we're very excited about that the other thing I'll mention is that we're working on an app for view church oh cool that um, that we we uh, we think it's going to va- be available uh, soon, like within the the next several weeks. Yeah, and uh, and so that app will have ways to connect. It'll have ways to share prayer requests with us, uh, ways to get signed up for news, you know, news updates yeah. on on the church. And yeah, probably you said something about hosting the podcast hosting too. Is the that podcast right? Podcast will be there. Yeah, That'd be great. So uh, 
so yeah, those are the things that we're working on. But but the main thing is is uh, being accessible, um, not just George and I's accessibility, but even our our, our elders. Yeah, uh, our elders are 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 very involved in yeah. in the life of our church and praying for our folks and and you know doing whatever they can to yeah. to engage spiritually. Yeah, and I think George. Um, to close out, I, I I can't help as we sit here. I'm glad you mentioned we're recording. We can't record the library because it's not open, so we had to had to get creative where we can record. But um, to be sitting here in the space where there will be um, so much joy, and you were talking about um, the little things, right, that you find joy in. I just I can't help but think like our hearts are going to be so bursting with. It's like they're so thirsty, and and they're going to be bursting when they can finally come back together, and and that is going to be an amazing first day for people to really connect and remember what it's like. Um, and I, I I think that Zoom is the new normal for now, and I I, I think everybody's got anxiety around technology, but um, you know I think it's important to give it a shot. And so it sounds like the website and Facebook is really the best place to live for app updates. And all that kind of stuff. So check it out at viewchurch.org. I know Jeff and George, so take them up on being accessible. They love it. And uh, I know that that's a big part of their mission and their love. So um, and check that out as well. And don't be afraid to reach out even if they don't know you uh, or you've never been to the church. Uh, it's, it's wide open. I know that they have open arms as they talk about and the elders have talked about previously. So um, we wish you all well. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks. Thanks.